MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use promo code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, February 20th, 2023. Today, the ex-officers who murdered Tyree Nichols have pled not guilty. The New Mexico Supreme Court has affirmed Cooey Griffin's expulsion from office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Ukraine has seized Deripaska-linked assets, including Rusal. President Jimmy Carter has entered hospice care. A Rand Paul aide has been sentenced to 18 months in prison for funneling Russian money into the Trump campaign. And Wisconsin goes to the polls this week for the Supreme Court primary. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hey, everybody, it's AG. Dana's out today. I'm going to be bringing you the news. Thanks for sticking with me. And thanks to our patrons. I just want to give a shout out to our patrons. You make this show possible. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash MullerSheWrote. And if you're a patron at the $5 level, you get the Beans Feed ad-free plus the Jack podcast ad-free. So sign up today. A couple quick news bites. Uh, The ex-officers, the officers that were fired for, you know, in the murder of, of Tyree Nichols, have all pled not guilty. And Tyree Nichols' mom was in the courtroom, and she noted when she left that none of them would look her in the eye. And she said, I'm going to be at every single one of these proceedings. The judge said this trial is going to take a long time. So we have to prepare for that. Also, our hearts go out to the family of Jimmy Carter. He's been placed in hospice care, truly one of the best, most amazing public servants of my lifetime. And so, you know, all the love. All, all of my love uh, send, sent out to the Carter family today. He has touched so many lives, building homes for Habitat for Humanity. I mean, everything that he's done since, you know, since being president and his time serving the people as the president, just absolutely an incredible person. Truly, I think, an example of what Christianity should be in this country. So thoughts and prayers to Jimmy Carter and his family. All right, we have a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, first up from Zoe Richards at NBC News. A Republican consultant was sentenced Friday to 18 months in prison for his role in conspiring to illegally funnel contributions from a Russian national to former President Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. This is Jesse R. Benton. He's the age of 45 of the Woodlands, Texas area, was convicted in November on a series of charges including conspiracy, contribution by a foreign national, and causing false records to be filed with the Federal Election Commission. This is the second time Benton has been convicted of charges related to political contributions. He has advised numerous GOP lawmakers on campaign strategy, by the way. According to court documents, Benton schemed with Roy Douglas, another political advisor, to pass contributions to Trump's campaign from a Russian national who wanted to meet and take a picture with the candidate. At the time, Benton was a strategist for the Great America PAC, a super PAC that backed Trump in 2016. The Russian national allegedly wired $100,000 as part of an arrangement with Benton to attend a Trump campaign fundraiser. 
Benton concealed the Russian national's identity from Trump and his campaign and created a fake invoice to disguise the scheme. That's according to court documents. Acting as a straw donor, Benton allegedly contributed $25,000 of the Russian national's money to the campaign while pocketing the remaining $75,000. The Justice Department said the campaign was unaware of the scheme. Benton had worked on the campaigns of the senators Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell. Now, Benton resigned as McConnell's campaign manager in 2014 amid fallout from his work on Ron Paul's presidential campaign two years earlier. In 2016, Benton was convicted with Ron Paul campaign manager John Tate of concealing $73,000 in payments that went to Iowa State Senator Kent Sorensen in exchange for Sorensen's endorsement of Ron Paul's 2020 presidential campaign. Both Benton and Tate were sentenced to six months of home confinement and probation, but Trump pardoned them both in December of 2020 on his way out of office. And speaking of Russia... This is from Bloomberg News. This is amazing. Ukraine is confiscating a key aluminum plant linked to United Co. Rusal International PJSC, that's Rusal, and other assets that are owned by Oleg Deripaska under sanctions the government imposed after Russia's invasion last year. More than 300 assets linked to Oleg Deripaska and Rusal have been transferred to Ukraine. That's according to Ukraine's justice ministry in a website statement. They cited a decision by the top anti-corruption court on February 16th. The Myokolyov alumina refinery has been offline since early March 2022 after Russia bombed the southern city. The ministry accused Deripaska of being close to Russian President Putin and having, quote, a significant share of Rusal and parent company EN Plus Group. It also said Rusal controls some companies in Russia that produce armored vehicles used by that country's army to fight in Ukraine. Deripaska does not hold controlling stakes in Rusal or EN Plus after being sanctioned by the U.S. The aluminum producer didn't immediately respond to an email request for comment. I know you all remember what happened. We covered it on Mueller, she wrote. Basically, Steve Mnuchin wanted to lift sanctions on Oleg Deripaska, maybe at the behest of Mitch McConnell, who wanted to build an aluminum plant in Kentucky alongside Rusal, which is Oleg Deripaska's one of his aluminum plants. And and he also wanted the sanctions lifted on him. And so they made a deal. They said, all right, we'll sell some of your shares so you're no longer the controlling stakeholder of Rusal, and we'll lift those sanctions, let you build this aluminum plant in Kentucky and, and other things you can do when this, you are taken off the OFAC sanctions list. He sold those shares, Deripaska. He sold them to the Kremlin and his family. Yeah. So they lifted sanctions, but then they got put back on him for other things later. But, quote, the Justice Ministry of Ukraine won't stop there, but will continue to implement the sanctions by confiscating assets of sanctioned people. That's Deputy Justice Minister Irina Mudra. She said that in a statement. She went on to say, we're doing everything so that the assets of people who support Russia's aggression will benefit Ukraine's economy and armed forces as soon as possible. Rusal, co-founded by Deripaska, acquired the refinery in the early 2000s, It relied on the facility, which could churn out about 1.76 million tons of aluminum a year, for more than 20% of the raw material needed for its aluminum factories in Russia. After the site shut this year, Rusal had to look for new sources of supply, including China and Kazakhstan. The permanent loss of the Mayakolyev refinery will be a blow to Russia, which has had close ties to the plant ever since it was built more than 40 years ago to address the Soviet Union's alumina shortfall. The Ukrainian parliament this year approved legislation to nationalize the assets of Russian citizens, as well as companies, 
in which Russians are beneficiaries. Rusal is controlled by Russia-registered EN Plus Group, in which Deripaska still holds a stake of about 45%. Also, the New Mexico Supreme Court affirmed its decision to dismiss Cooey Griffin's appeal of a court's decision to remove him from office for participating in an insurrection. The ruling, which affirmed the dismissal of Griffin's appeal on procedural grounds, means that Judge Matthews' decision that the January 6th attack on the Capitol was an insurrection and that Mr. Griffin engaged in it still stands. Following the ruling, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington Senior Vice President and Chief Counsel Donald Sherman released the following statement. Quote, the New Mexico Supreme Court's decision means that Judge Matthews' ruling that Mr. Griffin engaged in an insurrection on January 6th and disqualified himself from office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment will stand. We are pleased that the precedent set by our victory will help protect our democratic institutions from insurrectionists. We look forward to holding more insurrectionists accountable under the 14th Amendment, including Donald Trump. Now, I think this is also important because now we have in an appellate court, a ruling that stands that January 6th was an insurrection. We might see this cited in future indictments from Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith. Because as you know, they are investigating whether or not he incited, Donald Trump incited an insurrection on January 6th. And from Jennifer Rubin, writing for the Washington Post, friend of mine, state Supreme Court primary races don't usually draw national attention. But with little else on the political calendar and hot-button issues in a critical swing state like Wisconsin at stake, national media and political operatives have their eyes on Wisconsin's Tuesday election. Meanwhile, out-of-state money has poured in, likely making it the most expensive judicial race ever. Voters will go to the polls to fill an open seat on the state Supreme Court, left with the retirement of conservative Patience Roggensack, who gave conservatives a 4-3 majority that produced reliable right-wing victories on everything from abortion restrictions to gerrymandering to public employee unions. While the primary is nominally nonpartisan, no one is confused about which party backs which candidates. Progressive Judge Janet Protasiewicz and Everett Mitchell and conservatives Daniel Kelly and Jennifer Darrow are vying for the top two spots to face off in the general election on April 4th. If a progressive wins the seat, The court will likely defend abortion rights in a state where a significant majority of voters are pro-choice and reconsider the radical GOP redistricting plan that secured six of eight U.S. House seats for Republicans. Abortion and voting are the top issues, giving Democrats confidence they can turn out voters even in February. Mitchell tells Jennifer Rubin that the recent midterms were the first under the new districts, which carved up towns and even neighborhoods Quote, people feel like their vote doesn't matter. That's what Mitchell says. People feel they've lost their vote. On abortion, he decries the chaos created by Dobbs. Protasiewicz is the leading progressive candidate, gaining her endorsement from popular Democratic Senator Herb Cole, Emily's List, and several major unions. Protasiewicz's ebullient personality is well-suited to the campaign trail. By the time Jennifer Rubin says she met her Friday morning at a coffee shop, steps from the state capitol, she had already finished an event in Eau Claire, and she'd already done a talk radio show. She's had to turn away people from overpacked events. About campaigning, she says brightly, I wish I didn't like this as much as I do. I love talking to people. I love hearing how much they care. She emphasizes her efforts to make the courts accessible to people from all backgrounds, by the way. 
Protasiewicz avoids making specific promises about how she'll decide on specific cases, though, but she insists the public has a right to know a judge's values. She's candid about hers. She finds GOP boasting of voting suppression appalling and strongly criticizes the GOP's extreme gerrymandering. Her first TV ads stressed her support for abortion rights. She's been outraising her opponents in direct contributions with nearly two million since the race began. However, an outside right-wing group called Fair Courts America has spent heavily for Kelly. Right-wing Illinois donor Richard Yulhine, who is the Schlitz heir, by the way, alone spent $1.5 million through Fair Courts America. So don't drink Schlitz anymore. Meanwhile, a better Wisconsin Together PAC has raised more than a million dollars for Democrats and spent more than 800000 through February 6th. By one estimate, more than $6 million has been spent on TV ads alone. That is massive for a state Supreme Court race. Protasiewicz blames Citizens United for the gusher of dark money. When it comes to judges ruling on cases involving big donors or groups they've represented, she thinks there needs to be some clear recusal rules. Mitchell, by contrast, tells me that since judges have to raise money to campaign, strict recusal rules would take them off too many cases. Instead, he thinks judges need to monitor their own biases. The system bothers Mitchell. That's what he says to Jennifer Rubin. Quote, I didn't get all that money, so I'm out doing the hard work of meeting people. The big money, he says, makes a judicial race a political race where judges are running for the base. The public loses confidence in the system when progressive is synonymous with Democrat and conservative is synonymous with Republican, he argues. The issues in this race are more than theoretical, though. Kelly, quote, has been paid nearly $120,000 by the state Republican Party and the RNC over the past two years for his work on election issues. That's what, what the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel has reported. From former GOP state party chairman Andrew Hitt told the House January 6th committee that Kelly had pretty extensive conversations about phony electors. Now, without firm recusal rules, he could, if elected, hear a case on GOP-friendly redistricting. Doro entered the race late with strong name ID from her presiding in the case of the Waukesha, Wisconsin Christmas parade killings. Kelly previously lost a statewide race and seemed to think it was his turn. Now, he has insulted Doro's lack of scholarship. Both went to the same low-ranked Christian law school, by the way. Kelly's team was accused of planting stories about Doro's son, and Kelly pointedly refused to endorse Doro if he loses the primary. But Democrats, meanwhile, have enjoyed a primary virtually devoid of rancor. They hope that bodes well for capturing the fourth seat on the court. Again, everyone, especially listening in Wisconsin, that primary is tomorrow, Tuesday, February 21st, with the general election on April 4th. Jennifer Rubin? writes reported opinions for the Washington Post. She is the author of Resistance, How Women Save Democracy from Donald Trump. Check out that book and check out Jennifer Rubin's opinions in the Washington Post. Give her a follow on Twitter. All right, everybody, that is the news today. And uh, we'll be right back with the good news. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. And there's one thing in my life that always guarantees I get a good night's sleep. That's my custom mattress from Helix Sleep. It is truly amazing. It has solved all of my sleep troubles, all the ones I used to have. Plus, it's custom made for how I sleep. We all have different preferences when we sleep, and Helix knows that. So Helix came out with several different mattress models to make sure there's something for everyone. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. There's mattresses designed to help cool you down on those hot nights, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size folks. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. 
As you know, you've been listening to me for a while. When I took the Helix quiz, I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium firm bed and I am a side sleeper. So the whole world knows that. And it is the best mattress I've ever slept on. Seriously, in my whole life. I used to have stress. I used to toss and turn. I I thought mostly it was because the orange man was in the White House. But I was just, I was sleeping on a mattress made for somebody else. Helix designs the mattress for me and my sleep preferences. After you take the quiz, order the mattress. It'll be shipped to your door for free. You never have to go to a mattress store ever again. Uh, They come with a 10 or 15 year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights. No risk. They'll come pick it up if you don't love it. But you will love it. And I'm not the only one singing their praises. In 2021, Wired Magazine awarded them Best Overall Mattress, and they won Favorite Mattress last year at the GQ Home Awards. Right now, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash dailybeans. Use promo code HELIXPARTNER, all one word. This is their best offer yet. It will not last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play What the Mutt, we've been killing it lately. You want to play What the Mutt with us? Or uh, let's see, if you have a shout out, somebody that's awesome in your life or a local business in your area, or you have adoptable pets in your area you want to share with us, or your pets, especially wearing clothes, uh, baby pictures, frog orgies, whatever you want to send in to us, you can do it by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Now, first up, from anonymous, pronoun she and her, hi there. The reason Chow Chow DNA shows up in so many mutts is because it's one of the oldest breeds of dog at 3,000 years old. So its DNA has had a lot of time to propagate. In fact, the most common DNA found in dogs are, in order, Pity, Labrador Retriever, German Shepherd, Chihuahua, Chow Chow, Boxer, Miniature Poodle, Husky, Golden Retriever, and Australian Cattle Dog. So if you tend to guess those dogs more often, you'll maximize your probability of guessing correctly. Very cool. Thank you. For my animal tax, because this is not a pet, this is a picture of a peregrine falcon I met while studying the history of falconry from a falconer and conservationist who also reintroduces falcons into the wild. (gasps) Hello, peregrine falcon. Very beautiful. I love your jewelry. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I now have my list of the dogs where the, the DNA shows up. Most often, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with Dana so we can guess these uh, when, when she gets back. Also, you know, I had a, a Pekingese for a while. They're really, they're like 3,000 years old, but their DNA doesn't show up in a lot of dogs for being, being around for so long. I wonder why. Maybe because they're so tiny. All right, next up, from Evan, no pronouns given. Evan says, so I want to say that I'm a super space beans sub ever since you left Spotify and you're how I start the day. I don't claim to be from the kitchen table days, but be assured you're my daily habit. Well, thank you, Evan. My wife is from Oregon. Unfortunately, I'm from Matt Gates's district. We moved from Florida to East Central Alabama so she could get her master's degree. Her emotional state and well-being suffered after her principal investigator made her life unnecessarily difficult. I had a day when I realized that uh, she was asking my approval to leave the program, not directly, but she thought she'd be letting our family down. I felt awful and fully supported her leaving. She wandered around until landing a job as a problem solver at a local state farm office. Now, this isn't where I saw myself, and I'd love to leave the Southeast, 
that as long as I'm here with my new wife, I'm happy and I'm over the moon that she seems happier as well. Mental health is so important. Yes, Evan, it really is. You are part of my daily mental health and I have my dear wife listening with me every morning now. I started my own little niche podcast as my mental health regiment as well. A nerdy little Transformers pod called More Than Meets These Guys. Oh my God, More Than Meets the Guys. Okay, I'm proud of this little thing and I realize that my mental health involves building a tiny community of fans and making friends. Here is my pet tax as well. My rat terrier chihuahua mix, we think, named Pippin, great name, and our new void kitten that is wearing the cone of shame as I type this up. It's important to neuter and spay our felines. Yes, Evan, it is. Everybody, right now, Go listen to More Than Meets These Guys. I'm not sure what platforms it's available on, um, but go to your podcast player, search for More Than Meets These Guys, report back to me. It's awesome. I'm going to check it out myself. Look at the pupper. Hello. So cute. And the void kitty in the cone. (laughs) Poor little baby. I think you shared, didn't you share this photo on my Twitter feed, Evan? I th- I've seen this photo. I think that was you. I shared a picture of my mustache cat, my loaf stash cat, and I think that you shared this photo. Thank you for those. Next up, Kaz Mom, pronoun she and her. Good morning, beans queens. I listen to you while getting ready for the day. In a recent episode, you were talking about they might be giants. I was a fan back in the 90s. I always enjoyed their lyrical genius. Me too. I have to say that Birdhouse in Your Soul If you read those lyrics and realize that it's written from the point of view of a bluebird nightlight in the bathroom, sitting plugged in across from a picture of a lighthouse, a painting of a lighthouse, it all makes sense. Fast forward to when we had our baby girl. I refused to drive a minivan or listen to Barney or similar mindless kid songs. So we were happy to see that They Might Be Giants have albums geared to children. And ecstatic for the first time, we played the Alphabet of Nations, Algeria, Bulgaria, Cambodia, Dominica, Egypt, France, the Gambia, Hungary, Iran, Japan, Kazakhstan. Uh, The first time we heard it, my husband and I did a double take and we played the song. Yes, they said Kazakhstan. Our daughter is adopted from Kazakhstan. So of all the other K countries in the world, we were thrilled that our daughter's birth country was represented. Our daughter is now a freshman in high school, but some of the They Might Be Giants kitty songs are still active on our playlist. Oh, that's so great. Now, my, my... Countries of the World song is the Animaniacs one, you know, United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic of Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Serena, Memphis, Guyana, Barbados, and Guam. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I did memorize it. <laughs> oh, I remember that, but I don't remember where I parked my car. Anyway, I'm so glad. I love that they might be Giants kid stuff, especially the stuff about like James K. Polk. And I, anyway, thank you so much for sharing that. The Sun is one of my favorite songs. It's so good live as well with the dial drums. Mm. Anyway, if you get a chance to see They Might Be Giants on tour, go do it. They're, gonna, they're playing their whole album, Flood, plus a bunch of other music. Flood is seriously a seminal album. Okay, next up from Anonymous, no pronouns given. To the Beverly Hillbillies. All right. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jack who rocked it at the Hague. In the end, he came back. He'd done gone up against the fraudsters in the dark past, but Garland called him up to clean up the aisle fast. Okay, very nice. 45, that is. Long-term grift, emoluments clause. (laughs) 
Before he crossed the pond again, the paper start to fly. Surgery on his knee didn't hurt his eagle eye. Grand jury sent subpoenas out for info old and new with Fonny Tish and Garland. There to help and see it through. Indictments, prosecutions, pierced privilege. That's great. Thank you. I'm sorry I messed up the syllables on the first one. Who rocked it at the hag? And in the end, he came back. He'd gone up against the fraudsters in the deep, dark past, but Garland called him up to clean up the... Yep, okay, I got it now. I didn't practice. I'm just, you know, going off the top of my head here. Anonymous, thank you. Sorry for my voice. It's a little rough these days. All right, next up from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. First-time submitter, OG listener. Not to toot my own horn, but to bring some visibility to my high school bestie's senior dog sanctuary. Oh, I love senior dog sanctuaries. My lifelong friend Sarah has spent years now creating a safe place for senior dogs who've been abused, neglected, or otherwise in need. The size of her heart to dedicate her life to making sure these pups, because even old dogs are still pups, right? Have love in their final golden years just blows me away. I want to tell everyone about it. As the proud mama of my own sweet rescue, Lulu, I can attest to the fact that we don't deserve them, but I'm so grateful I have her. My dog has healed my heart in so many ways, so I wanted to highlight Johnson's Sanctuary for Senior Dogs. It's called Johnson's Sanctuary for Senior Dogs so that maybe, just maybe, the sanctuary will get some visibility or someone will get inspired to start their own or even head down to the pound and adopt a pup that's been there the longest and give it that unconditional love they always seem to give us. Thanks in advance for my pet tax, I present to you Lulu, my little sassy senior terrier mix, who absolutely owns my heart. Thank you to you and Dana for making every morning a reason to do an epic double pelvic thrust to hot notes in the shower, in the kitchen, walking the dog when it hits. I hit it. (laughs) So that's johnsonssanctuary.com, everyone. Send them some love, maybe a dollar or two. Yeah, and I always think of the the movie The Full Monty when they're standing in line uh, to get their welfare checks and and Hot Stuff by Donna Summer comes on and they do the hip thrust hot stuff when you know to, and then hot notes I get it I see it I see it in my head and Sarah thank you for doing what you're doing with your senior dog sanctuary that's truly truly wonderful all right oh look at these <laughs> look at these photos oh God loves a terrier all right everybody go watch Best in Show now. Thank you for these photos. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all of your good news. Please keep sending it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. It's going to be a busy news week. I'll be here with you to get through it together. And uh, it's, you know, whew, we'll see what happens. With Fonnie Willis, we're on imminence watch. It's been four weeks now. We'll see. We'll see what happens this week. Uh, my spidey senses are tingling. All right. Georgia, hello. Okay, so... Until tomorrow. I will be back in your ears tomorrow. Uh, and right now, there's a new episode of Jack Out, by the way. It's a, it's a long episode. There was so much news, so many subpoenas this week. So tech, check out Jack if you get a chance. It's wherever you get your podcast is free. And by the way, the first episode for of Cleanup on Aisle 45, co-starring Pete Strzok, will drop on Wednesday. I look forward to that. Thank you so much again, everybody. Tomorrow, I will be here. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q and take someone with you. I've been AG, and them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, 
and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media.